So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. Welcome back to Hosers. This is episode 100. And for the wow. first time in 100 episodes, Carter can't be like the, 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 Wayne, the Wayne Gretzky episode. So here we are. We're in this place. <laughs> um, it's been a little while, obviously, um, yeah. in the sense mm-hmm. that uh, we haven't recorded since January. But, um, you know, the truth of the matter is, we were trying to get um, a really famous person on uh, episode 100. And then we oh. thought, well, there's no one more famous than Thomas, like managing editor of Hockey Wilderness. Hello. Yeah. Um, is, is that other thing official yet, Thomas? That other thing that you do? Uh, it's not announced, but it is. Yeah, it's fine. Can we talk about it? Or it no? it's, it's temporary. Like I'm, I'm taking over the Avs blog because... They were kind of been in a mess because a certain someone kind of ran in, into the ground. So uh, yeah. yeah, so I was called upon by uh, head office to lift it up for the rest of the season. I love it. So I love it. Um, and so just like that, guys, you have Thomas, who's now the managing editor <laughs> of the Mile High Club. Yeah, um, that's what they're called, right? Sorry, I just got a thing from Russo. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Mile High Hockey, Mile High Club. Well, Mile High Hockey. That's Mile High Hockey it. Club. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> anyways, uh, so anyways, thanks for thanks for being patient. We thought we would rear our heads out of uh the ground with all the trade deadline stuff going on. And um here we are. So uh yeah. Carter, how are you? How are things going? Uh, I'm doing well. Um just keeping busy with work and and life. <laughs> the whole uh yeah, no, nothing new from Carter. How about you guys? There you go. What's going Things on? Things are good. <laughs> I don't think I remember how to do this introduction. Yeah, this is, this is very, uh, this is very classic hosers. Just a good, solid, <laughs> low energy um, introduction, especially with we're our hundredth episode. We're, we're just getting our feet wet. We're getting our sea legs under us. It's been a while since we've left the port. It's yes. true. Yeah, I have an yeah. excuse. So I mean, and listen, guys, I've been so focused on starting the Hosers Discord server that I just haven't <laughs> had any extra bandwidth uh, for this stupid podcast that we oh do. Um, it's also 
it's so early and I, I want to just quickly let you guys know about a little bit of growth in my life. Normally at this part in the episode, I'd be ordering my coffee from Tim Hortons, but not only am I recording from home, which was a request for my co-hosts, but I also already have my morning coffee. And just wow. like that, here we are. Are you, are you making it now or are you? No, it's a Tim Hortons coffee that was just in the oh, fridge okay. from last night, but I mean, <laughs> oh, there we go. Progress is progress, baby. <laughs> he's still he's still got it. <laughs> oh my god, Thomas! What's new and exciting with you, buddy? Um, I have COVID, so. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> Cats out of the bag. Yeah, it's fine. Cats out of- it's fine. I'm 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 on the up and up. You know. It was bad. How are you, uh, how are you feeling about everything? It was bad two days ago and whatever. I don't know. I've been locked up in here, and it's been fine. Like I've been able to work from home and um. Obviously, all I can do is write about trade rumors and deadline stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, it helps being just home and not having the commute or whatever being busy. So, yeah, I guess it's I guess I timed it. I purposely got COVID during the trade deadline. You could say that. Wow. Yeah. My boss has actually asked if I wanted time off. Are you going to say my boss has actually asked if I wanted COVID? Yeah. <laughs> Look at this pill. Just an injection. That's yeah. the vaccine. Yeah. yeah, I hear I hear it's going around. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. No, they're because for the trade deadline, they're like, do you want some time off tomorrow? And oh. I was like, no, it's okay. I'll just be a little more unproductive than I normally am. Oh, my God. The crate. The crazy thing is, is I can like distinctly and to any past or future employers listening to this episode, which is probably just my friend, Sean Ferruja, Um The like I've straight up called in sick for a trade deadline before or like conveniently around noon. I just have a migraine and have to leave. <laughs> um, so I'm actually off tomorrow, which is exciting um, given everything that's going on. But oh, wow. I also I also kind of feel like and I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this momentarily here, but it's it's not really like the production that it was. Like, I feel like it was when we were yeah. growing up where like oh, TSN yeah. would like be like balls to the wall, like content, content, content. And I genuinely feel so bad for anybody that's running a trade deadline show tomorrow, just knowing that like all the major pieces are already off the board, save like Giordano yeah. going to the Leafs, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, that's the, it, it used to just be on the TV, right? So I remember like sitting down with my dad and my brothers oh, yeah. and watching it on TV. And now, yeah, like with how fast info transfers, I think we spoke about this last year, like everything, all the cards are on the table, like a few days even before the deadline. Because, well, like, right. Yeah. Rumor this, rumor that, rumor this, rumor that, right? Well, I'm yeah. even like surprised that some people have been moved because, especially this year, having it has to be so late because everyone's capped out because then right. their 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 remaining cap hit is is lessened. So that was the whole thing with like big ticket people like Giroux and stuff. Where yeah, like as l- the later you go, it makes more sense to move because it's less actual salary that the team has to take on. Um, yeah, but especially yeah. even like I feel like Twitter's changed a lot of it. Like people would rather just watch, like do, like live their life and then have notifications on. Like I turn on notifications yeah, for, for sure. like Dreger and Kevin Weeks, people that I yeah. don't like even normally follow anymore. Yeah. And then I'm just like, okay, for this next week, follow notifications, and then I'll turn them off on Tuesday. Like it's just, yeah. And I'll have the I'll have the Trade Center on and like whatever. It's just something to to have, but it's always delayed. Like it's TV, yeah. like it's always, it's more, it's way more delayed than 
Twitter because Twitter's like the first thing. Yeah. It's like instant reaction. Like you'll see, you'll see the notification that Giordano got traded to the Leafs, and then you have to wait like two minutes because the TV's in a commercial break. And then, they're, well, and, then that, and then James Duffy has to do his intro, and then Pierre LeBron like does a little talk. Like, yeah. Well, and you know it's it's funny like the way that you know you share that perspective because you know it was going around on Twitter yesterday, but like we have our boy Kevin Weeks like literally at the barber shop getting a line. It's so sick! Oh my god! He's, he's like, oh, by the way, this is happening. Like, it, it's it's interesting because you know. I mean, we've probably talked about this before, but like with Bob McKenzie kind of being out of the game, out of the hockey game, he's still very much in the margarita game, but (laughs) you know, like he, he was, he was like the insider. Right. But now that he's like pretty much stepped away from that entirely, um, save for like some draft rankings and stuff like that a couple of times a year. Um, like who do you guys think is like the, the, the King insider right now? Like, I think it's easy to say like Elliot Friedman, um, yeah. I think that'd probably be my vote, but um, like Kevin Weeks is pretty consistent, yeah. man. Like he's been getting stuff out there before a lot of people. Uh, Thomas, I know you were going to say David Pinata at, uh, <laughs> yeah. at, at the fourth period, but <laughs> what do you yeah. guys think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I think Weeks is definitely first to a lot of stuff, whether like it's, I think it's mostly accurate. I can't remember him getting anything wrong, but it's also yeah. like the obsession. I feel like of getting stuff first is like a little overblown. Um, right. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, weeks like ha- obviously has his sources enough to get stuff before Friedman confirms it or whatever. But yeah, like Friedman, it's basically Friedman, Chris Johnson, like Darren Dreger gets stuff, but it's also like if he's related to them, he'll get stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pierre then, as well, I feel like. Yeah, Pierre, like, gets, I don't, yeah, I don't even remember the last time Pierre got something first. Um, yeah, it feels he like. He just, like, confirmed it, stuff, like. I, and I don't know if, if this tracks with you guys, but I feel like maybe Kevin Weeks is getting the inside scoop on stuff because he played, right? Like, he has the yeah. relationships with GMs, he has the relationships yeah. with agents in maybe a way where he's not, <laughs> um you know, kind of beating the drum for like a major media outlet. Um, yeah. You know what it might also thing- be? Sorry. What's that? You know what it might ahead, also be please. for yeah. the last past couple, two years, those national media guys have rarely been in the States and Kevin Weeks has been there. So he's been able yeah, to travel around point. and talk to people. So he's yeah, like, that's, that's probably why he's just come up with this. Cause yeah, he's the only like real true, like national media that's getting actual like information, trades and rumors and stuff. That is yeah. in, that's based in the states, so that might yeah. be that might be a massive massive. Uh... I also find Friedman like he's he always like waits until like he 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 waits until he's got all his ducks in a row. I think that's oh why. yeah, like yeah. and that's the responsible so, thing to do. Like that's like yeah. it's always that's why always... journalism school is always like yeah, don't report anything like yeah. early because it's bulletproof. Yeah, because then and you're so done stupid. Yeah, weeks having the insight of playing and like the they they just have two different perspectives on like the business of hockey, right? And so I think weeks has been getting to him faster because, like you said, he's got those relationships and they know how. And Elliot has the like the journalism cloud over his head where he's like, okay, let's make sure it's all right there, or else I'm going to get burned, right? Well, and I also feel like Merrick has become like a little bit more of an insider, especially around the women's game, which is something we should probably talk about at some point here. 
um, as things seem to be picking up, uh, picking up speed on, on that side of things. But it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's refreshing. I, I will say this, Robin and I last night, we had a, a bit of a long day and we went and grabbed some pizza before we came home and watched the last little bit of the Leafs game. And the second that we got home, normally if I've got the Leaf game going, when we start eating, she'll turn the channel like to put on something else. And sometimes we'll watch the game if they're winning, but they were getting kind of tossed around a little bit by Philip Forsberg last night. And uh, she goes, Oh, I know you probably want to watch 32 thoughts. So she just leaves it on the TV for me. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> I've, I've, I've oh finally God. got to a point in my marriage where she understands that I need, I need the rumors. Like I need the, the, what did they call it when we were growing up? Hot, the hot stove, hot right? Stove. The, uh, yeah. What was it called? It was something else. Something hot stove. It was at the yeah. second intermission always. The first intermission yes. was about the game. Second intermission was like the four panel. It always had uh, Ed Duhashik, I think was one. In yeah. Calgary. Yeah. Sometimes Chris Johnson in later years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Hot stove CBC. Satellite hot stove. There it is. Satellite hot stove. Yeah. But um, anyways, yeah, it, it's been it's been pretty crazy the, the last couple of days, obviously, with everything going on. Um, Thomas, do you want to maybe pull up um, kind of when the trade deadline trade started getting going and we can start oh. going through a few of these together? Trust me, I already have it up. Oh, come on. I can, al- no, can always count on you. I can uh, always count on you. <laughs> Actually, Where do you want to get started? I don't have the trans. I have the trade list up. I lied. See, um, it's interesting because Carter probably <laughs> would have um, had the right page up the first time, but that's okay. Why is all this? That's okay. Okay. Um, what do you want to start with? The Let me see this trade. Which like one do you the... feel like really got things going? Not like minor. Josh trades, Manson. Like... Josh Manson. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Let's Let's start there. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel Josh Manson's all right. Like I, I, I feel like it's it's pretty big for. So, <coughs> sorry, it was Josh Manson got acquired by the Avalanche from the Ducks for Drew Hellison, who's a 20, 20 year old um, college defenseman and a twenty twenty three second rounder. Um, yeah, it's fine. Like it's jo- like the Abs are suddenly have a really deep blue line because before yeah. it was kind of worrisome with Jack Johnson playing significant minutes in the playoffs. Like <laughs> your depth defenseman and your depth forwards always get exposed during the playoffs because teams can really target and play advantage of um, getting that last change and things like that. Um, but the abs are suddenly just adding depth from everywhere. So Josh Manson really makes that and Drew Hellison, he's all right. He's, Definitely not their best defenseman that's a prospect. I would say Sean Barron's or Justin Barron are better. Um, yeah. yeah, and he was a second rounder in 2019 himself. So it's it's basically like two recent 20 sec- second round picks for a player that kind of just shows up and he's a pending free agent. So there's yeah. no real commitment there. Um, and this is a go for it year for them. So it kind of just makes sense. Yeah, it feels like, I mean, I like Drew Hellison as a prospect, to your point. Um, you know, there's probably some guys that are further up on the depth chart, but, you know, Hellison is going to bring, you know, kind of that puck moving defenseman, great skater, great first pass. Um, I think he's yeah. going to, he's already signed his contract, right? So he's going to be playing yep. in San Diego, I would guess. 
Um, yeah, probably. Or even, or even play in Anaheim because they're young enough. Like I don't, I don't yeah. know if they've assigned them yet or anything. Um, well, that's a good point. As they are moving guys out, right? Like I know we'll get to yeah. campus Lynn home here in a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't know. It, it it could be interesting there. I also feel like Joe Sakic is just like I've got a second round <laughs> pick with your guy's name on it. Come on down, Devin Taves. Come on down, yeah, for <laughs> Josh Manson. Like he's effectively been able to get, you know, top four D men that have mm-hmm. a little bit of snarl to them, um, and not had to pay this this crazy crazy cost for it. Where do you see him slotting uh, in Colorado's lineup? If you think about what they currently have deployed back there, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it, it, I feel like it'd be easy just to pop like put him next to Ryan Murray there on the second pairing. Um, so be Taze McCarr, Murray Manson, and then the two Johnsons at the bottom. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and suddenly the right side's crazy strong and like, yeah, any, well, any right side with McCarr is strong, but you have Manson and Johnson, Eric Johnson yeah. next behind you. So it's fine. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like you can probably, probably do some penalty killing um, yes. if he'll be on the power play because I feel like Taze and McCarr will have those with the four forwards but um yeah it, it's 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 good I feel like it's it's solid it's just a good kind of just bolstering get your rental D make that blue line stronger and then so there's nothing's exposed in the playoffs yeah exactly yeah no I, I feel the same way Carter I know you had to go on mute for a second are you back buddy What uh, what are your thoughts? I feel like Josh Manson plays the style of hockey that uh, is is reminiscent of your favorite old time hockey guys. Yeah, no, I I think it's a good move for them. Um, and like you said, like Joe Sakic likes to like like to attract those like those like that type of talent on the blue line. Like, and you can see it with what they have, right? And I, to Thomas's point, like Anaheim's trying to ship everybody out, and Colorado is in a go for it year. So I think it's. I think it's a great, good fit, like on both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Could you guys, like, I, I mean, it's always a bit of revisionist history here, but if you think about um, either like the Wild or the Leafs or the Habs, we'll just use those three teams uh, as they, I think, represent the three of us pretty well <laughs> here. Um, knowing the cost of acquisition to be able to get a guy like Manson, you know, could you guys see him fitting in on, on one of your teams? Because I, I think about a lot of these rumors and some of them have actually come to life with Minnesota. And I wonder if a guy like Josh Manson wouldn't have been able to, you know, really help shore up the blue line uh, back there for the wild too. Yeah, it's it's tricky because you already have Spurs and Dumba and then you have Kulikov playing on his offside on the right. Like, right. I, I don't think Manson would really improve that. Like, sure, you'll play, he'll He'll definitely – I'd rather have Spurs than Dumba. Um, and then, like, he'd be playing third-line minutes. And, like, so he'd trade a second-round pick and, like, a decent prospect. Like, maybe their version of Drew Hellison is, like, a Ryan O'Rourke. So you're trading that yeah. away for, like, yeah, for a couple months of a player that will probably be leaving anyways. Like, I don't think they're in the term for rentals, other unless they're obviously, like, Nicholas Delorier's apparently. Um I was just going to say, haven't you got the memo that Billy Guerin is just like, hey, we're going to need guys 
that high school nickname was Nails uh, on the team. Yeah, yeah. So we've got Felino, we've got <laughs> you, there, Delorier, okay. so on and so forth. <laughs> Can we just like, yeah, we should probably, if we're going team by team, we should probably like move past the Josh Manson trade. But okay. uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. yeah, I was going to say, I was going <laughs> to just spending 10 minutes on like Josh Manson with like Jerome. Right. Right. Um, Anaheim. Let's move to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, okay. So the next trade is the Tyson Joe's yeah. trade. It could be as simple as um, Joe's provides cost certainty for the Wild. Yeah. So if, I guess summary Tyson Joe's uh, acquired by the Wild for Nico Sturm, who's a rental. And apparently Nico um, rejected a um, longer term deal from the Wild. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> Yeah, that was reported by Michael Russo. I'm going to be calling your boy. So I'm sorry, our um, boy actually. Collectively. And then, uh, yeah, so he turned down a deal. So they got Joe's, who signed up for one more year, and then he hits RFA anyway. So he'll be there for a long term. Um, yeah, and he's fine. He's more expensive, but he's also has more like draft pedigree. So you could say he plays up higher in the lineup. Um, yeah. And you can see kind of some untapped offensive potential that he hasn't had in Colorado. Um, the cap kind of hurts if you're if he's just a fourth liner because he's making two mil, but it's fine. Um, they'll have they'll be having entry level deals all over the place, so it's fine. Like in the future, yeah, it's a right. it's a fine trade. And Tyson just feels like a locker room guy as well, so which makes sense. Oh yeah, you've seen the video, obviously, of him like reading out the lineup and everything. Yeah. He's just like. This guy's been here for five years, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. it's, it's I, to be quite honest with you, I thought the trade at first was like a little bit lopsided. And then I thought more and more about it. And I like Nico Sturm. Like, he, he did he play at was it Boston College or Boston University? I'm uh, not I played mistaken. At, he played at Clarkson. Clark's, oh, sorry, Carter. Don't tell your well, dad. Uh, um, no, please don't tell him. <laughs> please don't tell him. Um, he played at Clarkson, really? Yeah, yeah. I Why think did so. I think that he played at BC or yeah, BU? He, Anyways, he captained. They're, yeah, they're in, they play in the ECHs, right? Like, so it's the same loop. Yeah, I know, but I just I never get this stuff wrong. Somebody like don't tell Scott Wheeler, okay? <laughs> I can't have him knowing <laughs> that I screwed this up, okay? Um, but like, all joking aside, like Sturm plays. I feel like a game that will, and correct me if I'm wrong, Thomas, I'm sure the hockey wilderness people will correct me if I'm wrong, but he plays a game that I think is complimentary of, of a bottom six guy, an energy guy using his big bodies, what, six, three, six, four. Um, And it looks like that's the kind of prototypical bottom six that Colorado is kind of going for um, going into the postseason. And to your point about Joe, yes, it's a little bit, um, more cap that's going towards Minnesota. But I also feel like Joe's could step in and play top six, top nine, like today. Right. I haven't watched him play yet. Where is, what line is he on now, Thomas? He's on fourth line. Emerson <laughs> okay, so. loves keeping his, his chemistry together. So fuck um, me then. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. Like he might get some more opportunity, um, but like Hartman's playing well, obviously at the top line with, Carrillo and Zuccarello, and then the draw with uh, Boldy and Fiala has been fine. So he'll get some opportunity yeah. later, and maybe he'll be next season, um, right? Eventually, but yeah, it's it's fine. And he's in the two games that he's played, it's he's looked he's looked fine. Like it's just been all right. 
Um, but he also, again, he hasn't had like crazy opportunity. The, the penalty kill does seem better with him, even though he hasn't, right. he wasn't a very good penalty killer in Colorado. The two games, the Wilds penalty kill, which has been a real struggle as of late, has, has looked a lot better with him. There you go. There you go. It's all positive. Very good. Very good. Um, okay. What was the, what was the next one that you had on your, on your uh, list there? Yeah. Mr. Williams. Um, Kyle Yarncroft to the Flames. Oh, you, you pass right over Ben Sherratt, but that's fine. That happened on the same day. Oh, okay. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting Yarn, there. <laughs> I thought Yarncroft was a, I didn't know he was worth that, that many picks, but I was, he's good. yeah, he's very good. Very like, obviously very talented and he's, you he, He's on a, a good streak like this year. Like he was, it, I, I just, I just didn't think like coming out of, out of uh, Nashville and then the season or like the, the crack in the season they're having that they'd get that many picks for him. But I, I'm excited that he's going to Calgary. I think he's going to explode there. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, you know, it's funny if you like think back, like, Oh yeah. You're a croc. Like, what's the story with that guy? And you're like, Oh, he used to play for Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> and I always forget that he played for Detroit for a while um, prior to going to Nashville. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird trade, right. Where I feel like Calgary, like kind of had their, their mind made up about this guy, like pretty early mm-hmm. on. And to your point, Carter, like the acquisition cost was definitely more than I expected, yeah. but I also feel like he's a guy that can play up and down your lineup which is, I know, the most cliche hockey thing ever. But, you know, if you look at where he's played and, like, the quality of competition that he's played against, I feel like that's the type of guy that Calgary needs. Um, And also, if you look at Brent Sutter um, as a coach, like, he rolls all four lines, right? So um, you're going to need a guy that can, um, you know, play with with a deal of ambiguity where he might be, you know, playing on the third line, maybe playing on the second line, moves up and down your lineup quite well. Interesting um, for Yarncroft as well, though, because he's he's tr- like if you look at his career, he's used to playing with like offensive defensemen, and so he's someone who like is very defensive minded, just like by nature of correction, right? And so I think he right. is that like that Swiss Army knife for that utility guy, um, especially like yeah. going to a Calgary Flames team who's also in a go for it year. Um, I think he's like the perfect perfect tool to the toolbox for the playoffs right definitely yeah i uh i'm a fan were you thomas were you still covering the wings when yard croc was Uh there like do you remember you were you weren't sorry (laughs) what no you weren't okay well i don't think so that wasn't that wasn't a joke i was gonna see (laughs) if you like had any further insight because you used to write for a red wings blog only with he he never played for the nhl team and then um Oh, he played for Grand, played Grand for, Rapids. Yeah, he played for Grand Rapids until 2014. Oh, okay. And then he was in the he was in the uh, David Levong trade. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Listen, I choose to I choose to in like my heart of hearts. Um, like when I think of the Red Wings, I think of like, oh yeah, like they've got uh, Thomas Tatar and like Gustav Nyquist oh, and like right. you know the glory days. Um, so it's still weird that Darren Helm's out there. Like yeah. isn't he on Colorado now? He's on Colorado, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's move to the Ben Sherratt trade. Okay, Carter, go ahead. All right, I'm I'm moving this. That's along okay. Because I'm dying. Um, 
<laughs> I think it's a little nuts that they held 50% of it. Or sorry, Ben Schrott for Tyler Smolanek. Uh, they get a first round pick and a fourth round pick as well from Florida. Um, so, but they Montreal also holds 50% of Schrott's contract. Um, mm-hmm. So right. it was, I thought it was a weird trade, but it was like, I don't know. It's like, he, I'm excited he gets to go to a, an exciting team. Um, and maybe with them retaining 50%, like the, the hopefulness in me is that maybe it's not a forever trade. Like I, I think Schrott's like for what you get out of him, he was a very good asset to Montreal, especially in the playoffs last year. This year he's been a bit, la- oh, yeah. this year he's been a bit lackluster, but like pound for pound, he, he's, his games like really evolved into value for the dollars that you're getting him at. But I think Montreal obviously needs the picks like they're a tire fire and, Stalinic is um where is he playing? Quinnipiac. And so he's Quinnipiac, Quinnipiac, yeah. He's a nice NC two A boy and uh grew up in the in the USA system. So um yeah, I think it's exciting. And he's got he's got time yeah. too, right? Like I think we talk about that a little bit where like Carter is the the big college hockey guy between the three of us and you know you're you're affording yourself an extra little bit of time for development, right? Like it's not like the the CHL where you're, you know, at 20 headed right to the AHL trying to find your, trying to find your game and spend some time in the ECHL or whatever that looks like. Um, I don't know about you guys, but it feels like uh, Smolonic was maybe the part of the trade where they were holding back that 50% salary retention where it's like, okay, we'll hold 50%, but we want this prospect who isn't like a, he's not an A prospect. Like he's not like a Denisenko or like an Owen Tippett for Florida, but um, you know, he's, he's a guy that obviously has more value in my opinion on a team like the Habs yeah. that'll be able to utilize. Oh, I was just going to say like, you can't slot him into the lineup right now, but assuming Marty St. Louis is still yeah. there and hopefully he is. Cause what a good story yeah. that's been. Um, this is like a Marty St. Louis type player. Yeah. And I'm not saying that because he's short. <laughs> no, I, I, th- promise. I, I completely agree. And like, if you think of Montreal and how like, like with the Gallagher's and the Evans and the, these guys that are just like riddled with injuries and like them having to scrape to the bottom of their prospect list, just to like, to, to field the team um, as well as guys like with guys like Letkin and with eyes on them, like right now for trading, like I, I think it, it makes sense to put a forward in that can can go up and down the wing. So I um I think it's a it, it is a total St. Louis move and I think it's a good it's a a good piece to the puzzle, right? Absolutely. Well, considering um like if the Habs were a puzzle, um, you know how like you do puzzles as a kid and like you'd find pieces of the puzzle you're doing in other puzzles. Um yes. <laughs> I think that that uh that kind of encapsulates what the Habs fans are going through right now, right? Yeah. Uh, Thomas, I feel yeah. like you have some thoughts around Mr. Uh, as his <laughs> name is being pronounced on every other podcast I listen to, Chariot, Ben Chariot from <laughs> ben the Winnipeg Jets. Um, or Winnipeg Jets, rather. He's, uh, this season has been the worst defense in the league. So, um, yeah, to, get, any, like to get anything for him is great because he's an expiring contract. Um, yeah, and, and Florida, I don't doubt that Florida will somehow t- turn him into um, a good player because they've turned Brandon Montour, who's also been one of the worst players when he was with Buffalo and stuff. Um, yeah. Into a, and same with 
Um, because that Forsling used bad in Chicago turned him into all right. Just something about Florida turns kind of really bad defensemen um into good players. So yeah, I don't doubt that he'll be good this year um for them. But yeah, it's a lot to pay up for someone that is yeah, a rental yeah. and, and a rental defenseman and not someone that you really think of I don't know, like proven at all. Like it's not like he's the even a Josh Manson, like who's been there for a while and everything. Yeah. Like it's not he, you're not getting a guy that has been like on championship teams or even playoff teams, really, like deep playoff teams, other than last he year. Was, that was like he yeah. was I was gonna say last year it it's not a obviously a large sample size because it was it was their Cinderella run, but last year I I would argue he was the back like him and Perry were the backbone of their Cinderella run. And yeah, so yeah, Petrie, Petrie up there. Yeah, too, right yeah, there. Petrie's a close third. But uh, yeah, I was maybe that's that was Florida's mindset as they saw what he did last year, and they're just like hoping and praying that Chirac can bring the same type of like like gusto to the playoffs for Florida for this year, right? Yeah, which are and, yeah. and you know what? Like, sorry, go ahead. Oh, that Mark. was just my thought on like how why Florida went for him is that like they're just hoping he could bring to the table the same stuff he brought last year. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say with, with, uh, and, and I am not completely up to date on this. So if I'm wrong, my apologies, but, um, with everything that's been happening with Ekblad, uh, in the last couple of days, you know, I think at the end of the day, if you're a team that's going for it, um, and Florida appears to be a team that's like, okay, like we're not going to have a first round pick till 2025. (laughs) Like we're going for it. Um, I, I kind of appreciate the balls to be able to do that. Um, and doing what they need to do to shore up, you know, their offense, which I know we'll get to the Giroux trade here in a little bit, but um, I'm not suggesting necessarily that Sherratt shores up the defense, but for the type of game that he plays uh, in the playoffs. And we saw, you know, that, that kind of big bruising defensive defenseman um, last year, um, even if they get half of that in a guy that can play, um, you know, in, in, in a top four or even just top six, uh, setting for that team. I, I think that although it's an overpayment now, if Florida goes all the way, no one's going to give a shit about a first round pick yeah. um, that could potentially in, in Montreal's case be a pick that's, you know, between 25 and 32, yeah. right? It's like, who gives a shit about that? And speaking of uh, not giving a shit about a first round pick, um, let's move on to the Brandon Hale trade. Oh my God. Okay. I kind of want to hear your thoughts on this first Deco, Thomas. because I think you're the most reasonable than more reasonable than Carter. Or I, I, but I, I love it for Tampa. It, it sucks that it's like that they're giving away everything. I have to <laughs> that they're what? giving away everything. No, I don't think Kachuk and Radish are anything like they're, no, I they're literally meant, I like they're, they're, they're the next like consecutive first round picks is what I meant. Yeah. But like, so the con I hate that I have to like add so much context to a trade, but just because of like the hard cap world that we live in. Mm-hmm. But Hagel signed for two more years after this for 1.5 mil. Like if you're a team that's capped out, and I know the Leafs were looking at Hagel a lot, and it's because of this. Mm-hmm. But if you're a team that's capped out, a player that can play in your middle six and be basically like your he's like a playmaking version of Zach Hyman. Like he'll he'll hit some bodies, but then also like he he passes like at a crazy rate, yeah. like um, yeah. and he's such a good passer too because he completes most of it. 
Um, and he's just on a PDO run for goals, but goals aren't his bread and butter. Like he's way more of a passer. Um, so to get he someone that can play, <laughs> yeah. On the haggle bagel. Here we are. <laughs> hand in uh, hand in bagel. Um, anyways, <laughs> like, yeah, like to get someone for that cheap for the next two years, if you're Tampa and you're like Hedman's getting older, Stamkos is getting older, Kucherov, that contract, whatever, like it's and uh, Veseleski won't be this good forever. Um, if you're like trying to really make it the most of it, and you know they've already done so much like cat finagling, that getting someone so cheap is worth two first picks. If someone that can play in your middle six, yeah. and you'll probably lose. I don't know. I want to look at Tampa's cap situation now, but um, yeah, like you'll probably lose Ander Pilat because he's a UFA. Um, yeah, and that's basically yeah, they're not recent. That <laughs> that, that's basically it. So like, yeah, he'll play in the Pilat role and <laughs> and be way yeah. cheaper, and then they could sure they could call up one of their whatever prospects and try to get um, yeah, maybe like someone else. But it's just like. It just makes sense. It's just like it really is hard to see. And I know people are comparing it to the Drew trade and be like the like the Blackhawks got more for Brandon Hagel than the Flyers got for Claude Drew. Yeah, but, but it's like on the polar opposite this, of things. Like Hagel is a good player, good young player yeah. that is still locked up for little and doesn't have any um trade protection on a contract, whatever can get moved. And then Drew's on the very polar opposite of that, where he's like yeah, has all the pra- trade production he had, all the cards in his hand. Like it just makes it's it's just like the packages obviously are starkly different. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah, Hagel's just a good player. Oh yeah, like, like I think it's the, I think it's great. Honestly, anyone anyone getting out of Chicago or Buffalo right now is a great time to be alive, and so I'm happy for Hagel. Um, well, the the irony, Carter, is that um, Hagel was drafted by Buffalo. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so yeah. And, and, and he, he's one of the guys that doesn't get, he didn't get signed during the window. So he went back into yeah. the draft. So Buffalo knows how to pick him is what yeah. I'm trying to say. No, it, I, I think, I think it's great for Hagel to get, get into that Tampa system. Um, Thomas like mirroring all your points. And then like, I guess like coming out of Tampa, like, yeah, Radish is nothing. And like, they get some picks and stuff like that. But I, um, I think it's great for, Think you're wrong, Carter. I think I'm wrong. <laughs> I think well, so it's it's like I this is not like a CK original idea here, but um an underlying theme here with Radish could could chuk a little bit different, yeah. I think, but I, I like him as a player. I think the thing with Radish is that um one of the like most prolific goal scoring uh and point getting uh lines in junior hockey over the last yeah, 10 years was a combination yeah. of Radish to bring it and yeah. Strome. So I wonder if maybe they can, you know, get some of that magic going yeah. again. Because uh, Erie was many years. Uh, I also <laughs> sold Radish an iPhone once, just so you guys know. Oh, but you can um, see, like, he, 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 oh he's had. He's a good player. Yeah, he's I had, like him. like nothing seasons in in Tampa and like, or sorry, his nothing season in Tampa last year. Like, he's obviously just like he just broke the lineup. So hopefully, it is like a yeah. this is like him coming out of an exciting Tampa where it's obviously very hard to crack the lineup and there's so much big talent to a yeah. stage where he can like actually 
like slot higher than he would have in that Tampa system. So um, like, it's exciting coming out of Tampa for him from the standpoint, to your point, Chris, like he, I feel, but like, yeah. look, I, looking I, at it from what he, what his like production in Tampa and even in Syracuse, like it's, it's um, yeah. Like it's, it's, it, I guess it'll be good for him coming out. Right. Yeah. I, I feel, think, sorry. I, let me just get uh, this one uh, thing out, Thomas, and then uh, it's all you. I promise brother. Uh, I feel I I do feel for his brother Darren though, who also played on that Erie team, oh, yeah. because his brother played for Chicago's farm team Rockford, mm-hmm. and then left Rockford to go play with his brother in Tampa, and now the roles are reversed, and one is with Chicago and one is with Tampa. <laughs> so I'm um, here's hoping that Darren can get back to Rockford um, and and play with his brother again. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say that I feel like those two players the Kachuk and uh, Radish are worth way more to Chicago than they are mm-hmm. to Tampa. Like oh, they could I agree. They could, they could provide an environment for them to see what they do. Like Tampa doesn't have the luxuries of like, oh, I wonder what Radish looks like next to Stamkos. Yeah. Like they, they every, <laughs> yeah. like they're not experimenting. Like John Cooper's not like, oh yeah, like Kachuk, you could play with yeah. uh, Palat. This, well, right that, now, that, that was my like, point coming out of Tampa. Like there's no opportunity for yeah. them in Tampa. Like they're, they're lined yeah. up fake, yeah. right? And so going to Chicago. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of the same with I, the very next raid. This is a very good, I'm just full of segues right now. <laughs> I love you, Thomas. Um, You're my favorite. It's the same with, with Owen Tippett for the Flyers. Like people see Owen yeah. Tippett as like, yeah. um, as an A, like I saw people calling him an AHL forward. It's like he's not yeah. that. Like he's played no, he's he, really in his NHL that. career, he's played 92 games and he's averaged 12 minutes wow. for Florida. Like it's he is not like he's not producing because he's like way down in the depth yeah. chart. He's like buried. Yeah. He's yeah, completely buried and not given power play time. Not I don't I think not given player power play time. I haven't looked it up, but um it, it's just like it's sorry, I'm just typing quickly. Um but I, yeah, it's just like it's way worth more to the Flyers getting someone like Tippett to be like, well, he'll probably get an opportunity next to Sean Couturier and like Travis Konechny or like Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson or yeah, Owen Tippett got average of a minute and 19 seconds on the power play this season. Um, so he's on the second unit. Yeah, not very good. And yeah, it's bad. But um. It's it's just like it's it's just an opportunity for Philly to get someone that actually had that potential and has an ability to maybe make make more of a different opportunity um, because Philly's basically lineup is wide open. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like this summer they're going to be going they're going to be trading around players and doing whatever and um, trying to reshape that roster. I, I don't think anyone's safe really, unless like your name's Joel Farabee or Carter Hart. Um, and Rissa. Yeah. Lyman, they like apparently. Farabee quite a bit. Um, yeah. Farabee's, Farabee's good. But uh, yeah, like Travis connecting might get traded. You never know. Like, it's just like it, it Philly's fucked up right now. And, and as evident by trading their best player, probably in franchise history. Um, yeah. Away. But we, for, we we knew these past yeah. couple of years he wasn't going to be a career guy there. Like it's like it was what yeah. Drew? Uh, I don't know if if Philly was good, I, he would have been. Yeah, re-signed. but because it, it was him and Couturier were at the same, were their contracts were expiring at the same time, and people were always saying we're hemming and hawing about oh how do we sign both of these guys? Yeah. And that was that was at the twenty twenty playoffs 
when they were good. This team looked good. Kevin Hayes was like scoring every goal. Like it, the it seemed that they were good. And then this offseason, they got Ryan Ellis for basically. Yeah, but you, you could see his, God his, line, his frustrations but like, just been climbing these past couple of years with Philly Giroux. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's yeah, it sucks. But also, like if like dudes don't want to move around for where from where their stuff is, you know that old saying, yeah. or whatever. Like it's just if if Philly could have made it work, and they would have, and I feel like this summer they'd really try to change things around and like get Kim Atkinson, get players that kind of gel more, like Keith Yandel, hypothetically, like hypothetically on paper, Philly could have been a playoff yeah. team. If Ryan Ellis played been. more, if Ryan Ellis played more than four games, um, and like, yeah, and and every and injuries weren't a concern. Sean Couturier was healthy for the whole year. Scott Lawton, Kevin Hayes was healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, all these guys healthy and playing at what like is expected, they would have been a playoff team. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just a little bit frustrating. I can see that, but now kind of the walls are coming down. Um, and the trade's fine. Like the trade. It's, it's, I feel like it's just, it just sucks because it, it sucks that for Flyers fans that they don't get like this bounty, but also like they have to realize that the context of what a no move clause is, like look up the definition oh, yeah. of what it is. Um, and Flyers and the Panthers didn't have a whole lot to offer in terms of picks. And I guess Philly, yeah, and Philly wanted picks. So just whatever. I think. I think that they'll be happy with Owen Tippett. Um, I know we talked about him a minute ago, but yeah, there's there's a couple of instances I can think of recently. We talked about Tyson Jost just a little while as well, but um, you know, there there are guys that you know they're they're good players, they're good they're good they're good prospects, whatever. Um, but you know, do you really want somebody with Owen Tippett's talent rotting away in in Charlotte, um, or do you do you want him playing? Um, you know, meaningful hockey. Well, I mean, maybe not this year, but with Philadelphia, right? And I think, um, you know, if we if we talk about Owen Tippett, we're talking about a guy that's a former top ten pick. We're talking about a guy that has probably um, right now today the best shot um, on Philadelphia. Period. Like this guy is a pure sniper. Oh yeah. But he's not he's not going to be a sniper um, playing. What did you say? Twelve minutes a night. Like it's yeah. just it's just not going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And so I feel very strongly that, um, you know, I, I see where Philly fans are like, well, fuck, like how does Brandon Hagel get, you know, literally a King's ransom <laughs> and Claude Giroux gets, you know, not, not that. Um, so, and so I understand the, the perspective, but at the same time, um, you know, it's been reported that he wasn't going to any team, but Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's, you know, to your point about no move clauses, um, they're a bit of a pain in the ass. And I think that, um, you know, players earn them. They, they play the game long enough. They're a good enough player that um, is, is able to earn, you know, the right to have that. But at the same time, you know, certainly it makes it a little bit more um, difficult for Fletcher to be able to get, uh, you know, what he may have been able to get uh, somewhere yeah. else, right? Yeah. It, it, yeah. That's it just, my story it, and I'm sticking to it. It just makes sense. And it sucks that like, so being in the quote unquote Philadelphia market or whatever, and paying attention to these like reporters that I never knew before. Um, it sucks. I feel like they're even more like toxic than Toronto of people. trying. reporters are. Yeah. Of people like trying to say that they have sources, but they're like a blogger that has 5,000 followers or like, Oh yeah. 2000 or whatever. Um, and it's reported that like, 
yeah, like, oh, Giroud is trying is like Colorado offered a better package. And then it came out like after the trade was like, yeah, Philly didn't talk to anyone but Florida because Giroud made it very clear that he was just going to Florida. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny that like, oh, Boston's in it or New York. And it's like, no, they didn't talk to them. Like, come on. Um, and then also that one certain um, reporter that goes by Say their name. Uh, say their name, buddy. Yeah, I can say it on here. Anthony Sanfilippo or whatever. Um, who the fuck is that? He's a, he's a prick um, <laughs> who hates okay. everyone. We hate but him. He, he reported that the package is going to be t- include Tippett and Samoskevich. And I was like, perfect. Like, they Samuskevich- weren't going to trade Samoskevich. No, I know. But Samoskevich is like one of the best like prospects right now. And I was excited. Because yeah. I was like, in my ideal, like Tippett and, Samus- and Samo is like, fine. Like just those play- two players, no picks, none of that thing. I'm like, perfect. But yeah, would you have rather that they did that instead of what they ended up getting? Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty decent haul for Claude Giroux. Well, and and who else? Well, and, and they also got Bunneman, well, who's a decent player, and so, Rup, uh, Rupstoff is pretty good too. Yeah, now. and Bunneman's nice. Bunneman's a nice guy. He's just a nice, uh, pleasant guy, from what I hear. But um, oh, okay, great. Yeah, he's a nice lad. Um, but what I'm gathering by so it was kind of worded that they included that fifth rounder to take on those guys as contracts. And what I'm thinking is that they're going to be really in the market to, to sign college guys. Although that's yeah, college guys that, that they drafted, like Ronnie Attard might be coming soon. Right. Um, or Bobby Brink or someone like, and then he'll be in the AHL. Cause I don't think Brink's ready for the NHL. Um, no, not yet. And then, or there'll be in guys like, like Ben Myers and top college free agents um, that are undrafted. So, they might be doing that because I think with that move, I want to see now um, with getting rid of Bunneman and Rupsov, their contracts are now at 46 uh, with, the yeah, cap, okay. with a limit of 50. So they have room for four more contracts. Um, and, and my, and Gary Mayhew was just sent on waiver. So he might get claimed because he's kind of been kind of a nice story and teams will just he's a tweener. Like, yeah. So um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do if they're in kind of in pursuit of, signing these guys but they definitely cleared up some space for potential and um yeah it's interesting i just feel like this initially it was all obviously disappointing but like when fans have been promised like this haul for like they're obviously trading away their captain forever like it sucks that (coughs) oh my god yeah Um, it sucks that it's not going to materialize to that in the same way yeah and like and from the beginning freeman was saying like Oh, like prepare Flyers fans to be disappointed because obviously, like teams know if you, if Philly's talking about a Drew trade that it's like it's probably only them, and like I think Fuller knew that and kind of used it for their advantage. So, uh, yeah, they did. It, yeah, and like sorry, I'm on the Drew trade. We'll do that soon. But um, um, one thing that I saw like some people were saying was like, why didn't really them wait until Monday? Like, why didn't kind of Chuck Fletcher use that pressure, but like, well, we'll keep Drew, like if you're not offering a better package and then try to like really price something else from Florida. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like why not be like, well, like, yeah. Trading Drew, like I know it's good by him and like probably that a trade will happen eventually, but like hint at the fact that like, maybe they'll just keep him, Like if you're not offering the package that we want. And so I don't know, but maybe it's more deep than that and whatever. Yeah. I, I also just think 
Giroud to Florida, um, you know, from what we were learning about the trade in the media, rightly or wrongly, like it was, it was going to happen regardless, right? Like it was really only a matter of time. So I don't know how much more he would have necessarily been able to pry out of that. Um, but uh, yeah, to your point, it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bummer for, for Philly fans. I think like by and large, like I I get where that frustration, you know, begins to come from, but at the same time, if there's the opportunity for them to get a player like Owen Tippett, um, I don't think that they're going to be disappointed. I I think they're really, really going to like that player um, when the time is right. And um, he he probably starts playing for them this week. I would imagine. I can't imagine he goes down to Lehigh. He's playing tonight. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Just just came in from Charlie O'Connor <laughs> in the BSH. There you go. Hey, Charlie's a nice guy. He's, He's a, a nice, nice guy. Philly guy, yeah. right? What the fuck is happening? I was going to say, this has been going on for, in the background for a while, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here, here's here's the thing, boys. Um, I had a video playing in the background oh. um, just for the last couple of minutes. So that's, I'm sorry. I will uh, turn it down. Or turn, it like, off. turn TikTok off. I feel, I feel bad. Oh, my God. I wasn't watching TikTok when Thomas talks. I've done that before, but I'm a changed <laughs> fan. Thank you. Uh, thanks for the response. I didn't know if it was that obvious. Um, what's the next one, Thomas? The Lindholm, um, the yeah. Lindholm trade. Lindholm, Lindholm, Lindholm. Where are you guys with this trade? You guys, you guys start. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's great. He's going to Boston. Like it's, um, like he's an amazing defenseman. Um, and Anaheim gets like you're like this is Anaheim's year to really like build things from the ground up again. Like they're just they're just padding their picks, right? And so, I don't know. I think it's exciting for. Lindholm um and I think Anaheim gets what they want which is clearly some foundation to build around right yeah okay yeah I I think it's just a solid trade um so it was Lindholm and Cody Kerr which is just a contract for Urhovakunainen John Moore who just basically a contract like a cap dump now uh, a 2022 first rounder, 2023 second rounder, and a 2024 second rounder. Mm-hmm. There's a little steep for a rental, but then there's reports, I don't think it's been finalized, of Lindholm signing an eight-year extension, which is kind of crazy at his age. So that makes will make him 35 when it ends, um, around six and a half mil, I think. So it's they're basically acquiring him to keep him longer um, than obviously just this past couple months in a playoff run, but... Yeah, it's it's a fine trade. Like it's it's getting a someone to play second line minutes behind Matt Grizzlick mm-hmm. or like just be a very good top line guy if like injuries happen. And like for the Ducks now they have how many picks? That's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They've got they a lot. 10, 10 picks in the first two rounds for the next three years. Yeah. That's what so I mean. Like they have tons of picks. Like it's that's exactly what Anaheim wants. And so like Lindholm gets to go to an exciting market and Anaheim is getting exactly what they're looking for. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's a win-win on both ends. And it feels like Hampus Lindholm is like the West Western conferences, like best kept secret defenseman um, where it's like, unless you watch him all the time, um, he's probably a guy that you're not super familiar with his game. 
And like, for me, like Hampus Lindholm is just like steady Eddie, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. there's not one particular thing that he does like super, super well. Like he's not super, super offensive or defensive or, or, you know, has that um, stylistically in his game. But I feel like um, he's the type of guy that can really help settle down that back yeah. end, which is, you know, a lot of younger guys really at the end of the day. Um, and they needed a left shot defenseman. Yeah. Um as they as they don't really have an abundance of that i also feel like um you know how we talked about owen Tippett a little while ago where he wasn't going to really do what he needed to do um part of the trade going back to anaheim or hovakanahan mm-hmm. um is like the defensive version of of uh of mm-hmm. Tippett in in this respect where he's played with the bruins but he hasn't got a super long look i think he's played most of the season with the bruins yeah. this year um, but he's, he's the type of guy that I think, um, given a larger role, given a larger spotlight to play, um, on, on that Anaheim back end, he, he's the type of guy that you don't necessarily build around uh, on the back end, but yeah. a, a really great complimentary defenseman to what they're building back yeah. there. No, I, I, and Lindholm's just like enormous and reliable. Right. <laughs> and so like it's, and then I think he was, he was over, over indexed in Anaheim. Like he had a bit too much pressure or they expected too much out of him. Whereas Boston, I don't think they're going to expect as much. Like I, I know I'm, I feel like I'm the, the freedom fighter for people like going to the wrong markets or playing in markets that are above what's, what they're capable of. And so I, I, I think this is a, a perfect example of that as well, where he can go to Boston where he's not, not as much as going to be expected of him as was in Anaheim. And I think it's going to be a good place to settle in. Devil's Devil's advocate, though, he has the type of game that because he is not terribly flashy, yeah. um, and he might be a guy where it's like um, not noticing him is the best version yeah. of him. Um, he also seems like a guy that could potentially become a little bit of a whipping boy um, for yes, Boston I fans. Hope <laughs> that would be my only yeah. fear. Uh, because I, I agree with what you're saying, but I, the the thing that I would I would say is different between the two markets is that like in Anaheim they're just happy to have this like you know happy go lucky Swedish defenseman, yeah. where in Boston um, they haven't always been the most I would say kind to people that don't have an immediate like yeah. that's why he's on this a flash team. you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like a flash or like or even just a skill set that is um, that is that of which, you know, they're brought in for a, a specific skill. Right. And, and I think that they have guys like that now, where like, if you look at like Brandon Carlo, he's the defensive guy. Yeah. If you look at uh, Charlie McAvoy, like he's well, this they, like they, offensive and they have went home all up with McAvoy <clears throat> already in the lineups. Yeah, which is going to be money. Yeah. There's going to that, be that's so what I mean. good. Like, uh, and as a Leaf fan, he's, just, he's yeah, just big and reliable. So if you put him up with McAvoy and he's literally just, he's that big body to let McAvoy do whatever the hell he wants. Like, I think his flash is going to be just to be the the megaphone for McAvoy, right? Yeah, that's a good point. And so, yeah. What do you think, Thomas? You've been kind of quiet. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the trade for Boston. Like <clears throat> again, first rounders, like your picks, you're trying to extend the careers of Patrice Bergeron and, and make the team better when Brad Marchand is still Brad Marchand. So 
Um, it makes sense. Like it's, it's, it's a move that you do <clears throat> when you're trying to make use of like some of the greatest players that have played for your team. So yeah, it's when you're going for it. Yeah. It, it just makes sense. And like, if those picks turn out to be like decent players down the line, like what use would it be good to try to like have those players when you didn't make the most of Patrice Bergeron and then he's retired. That's how you turn into a, like a Giroux situation. Um, yeah, basically like you're, you're just waiting until, and depending on one player so much that, uh, n- it never happens. Um, yeah. Like when the yeah. flyers could, uh, now I'm hearing all the backstory with like flyers fans being pissed, but, uh, <laughs> Ron Hextall purposely, um, was it Ron Hextall or Bobby Clark? One of them purposely didn't get the Ryan O'Reilly trade. It was on the table. They were going to do it. And then, uh, and then they decided not to because they didn't want him. So that move would have been a lot different mm-hmm. with Giroux and Couture and those players. And yeah, so um, those are the moves that you need to make. And I feel like teams are realizing that more when to make it special and just to go for it because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I feel like the the Ducks are slowly kind of building up like a really solid future blue line. Like it's kind of crazy that it's kind of gone on under the radar, but. Obviously, with Jamie Drysdale as their one of their top picks recently, but the Hellison getting Hellison there, um, obviously back at nine and recently, and then you have guys like Olin Zellweger and Brandon Gooley, who's like just solid players that are potential um, there. And yeah, I don't know, it's it's fine. And I also think like Anaheim has has always, at least in the last you know ten years or so to your point, Thomas, like they've, they've been this like defenseman factory, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't that long ago that we were talking about like, Oh, they've got and Josh Fowler. Manson and yeah. Sammy Vatnin and like, you know, all of the Brandon Montour and like all these guys that ended up getting traded away. Shea Theodore. Um, yeah. Shea yeah. Theodore. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's another great example. Right. And so you've got this situation where, you know, they were a little bit light back there. And of course, Jamie Drysdale is the, the guy that you build around. Right. And you've got all these other pieces that are coming to, to compliment him. Um, and then you've also got one of the best forward groups uh, as far as prospects go in the league. Right. So you're, you're marrying, um, you know, this, this, this time um, where, you know, LA and, and LA and Anaheim were like two of the best teams every year. And then they were bad. Um, but now they're both on this like incredible rise. Um, and San Jose just continues to not really do anything. So you've got two good teams in California, but you definitely don't have three good teams in California. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, should we move to the most recent trade and then kind of go team by team or whatever? Well, we don't yeah, have to go team by team. We're still, by we're still going team by team after we've been talking for this long. Yeah. No, we're not yeah, we doing are. that. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Um, Just for the bit. Yeah. Um, so the Wild got Nicholas Deloria. has already mentioned it, but they basically traded a third rounder in 2023 for a guy that uh punches people oh, nice. it's fine yeah he does fine. i don't care he's a psychopath it's great it makes the team entertaining it. the wild are gonna be like really fucking annoying to play speaking, against speaking so. of punch- him and him and moose speaking of punching bags yeah exactly and they played they played together in, in buffalo like marcus felino yeah. has like four instagram stories of like pictures of them together playing in buffalo he's so stoked for the trade yeah 
yeah, they're going to be gross, man. They're yeah. going to be really gross. The, the only I, thing, I love it. The only thing would be like it knocks someone out like Brandon Duheim or a Nick Bukeset or a Connor Dewar out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, I do like you those really, guys. But also like. Do you really care about I, those guys I don't, though? Like, I like Connor Dewar. I feel like, but then also he's more of a like next year kind of guy. And I think Nick Bukeset could play because obviously provides more offense than Delorier. But um, yeah, you you. Dewar and Duheim are, are rookies, so you could just be like, "Well, you're not playing; it's fine," because we got this guy. But um, yeah, it's it's fine. Like I and it's you have a lot of years to make up for like rotating them in the lineup because I, I don't think that Deloria will be a regular in the lineup, um, unless there's an injury or whatever. But it's it's fine. Right. You you're playing you when you play against bigger teams and. They're battling it out with the blues and um and preds and stuff with those teams have big guys, then um you'll need the you'll need the Deloriers to really uh just hit some people. Yeah, and I also think you're building a team. Um, you know, like we kind of joked about it earlier, but you're building a team that has this like rough and tumble, like no screwing around. Um with with Felino on it, and then you just kind of double down by getting a guy like Delorier, who is what slated to probably just play like bottom six, like third, fourth line energy energy guy. You'll be on the, or, you'll be on the fourth line for right. sure. The top the, the top yeah. three lines are pretty set in stone. Like obviously with Yost going back to the fourth line, so the fourth line probably will be Yost and Yost Delorier, and then a mix of Duheim or Buke side, like pick one kind of thing. There you go. So. I like it, and for a third round pick, that's pretty good. That's, yeah, like, that's what it, again, these like types people, of guys cost. people were complaining, like uh, people, like Wild fans were complaining about the the like the pick, and it's like, well, like it's fine. Like you could just like it's a pick. Like they'll have bunch, they'll have tons of them. Like they're gonna again, more picks are better, obviously, but they're gonna be having a pick from Jack McBain. They're gonna be having another pick from not signing first rounder Philip Johansson. They're going to have a second round pick just this draft because they didn't sign him. Um, Actually two questions. What? um, Surrounding (laughs) both of the people that you just brought up. Yeah. I'm sorry to kind of cut you off, but what do you want? I know you're so mad. It it sounded, it sounded worse because of my, my throat, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're like, uh, yeah. What's your stupid fucking question? Um, uh, so hockey wilderness thing? hockey wilderness writer chris Killingsworth has a question about the wild that's true that i do um so mcbean is like a done it's done then yeah like yeah he's done it's widely yeah, reported it's for he's sure. not going not signing okay. he's already he's already told garen and the team that he's, he won't be signing in minnesota so um oh, so it's done then it's finito yeah so teams will they ask for a second um i said hockey wilderness really want it to be for dylan strome um oh yeah because that'd, right. that'd be so sick just straight up um yeah honestly i would even pay more for dylan strome um like include a third round pick this year or something um yeah it, it, yeah it's pretty much done like McVeigh won't be in minnesota so i think montreal your uh your habs car are interested yeah um and then yeah, and then it's Arizona, Winnipeg, I think Chicago also. But apparently like 24 teams well, contacted the Wild about him. Um, yeah, he's so, a good player, man. Yeah, but also like I, it's 
if he's a senior in college, like how how often do you see a senior that actually scores that much? Like, yeah, because you spent four years in the fucking loop, right? Like it's like you didn't try and jump the gun. Well, yeah. And, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing. That's for sure. Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know. I, I it's it's kind of a bummer, and for me at least, just because. I just always figured McBain would just end up there, right? Like it, mm-hmm. I don't know. But to your point, like if he was as good of a player as, you know, some of these other guys who leave college early, then, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's like the telltale thing yeah. here, right? So yeah. he's playing on such a good team also. Like those goals, yeah. they have to be a little unsustainable. Like he's scoring yeah. from like mid range. Like he's not scoring like crazy, like, kind of more sustainable high danger chances goals like he's scoring from like in between the face-off dots like just straight up on a, like with the goaltender not screened at all um right so like it's it's a little tricky so um and also if he really wants to play center he probably sees hartman goudreau erickson um rossi coming just ahead of him mm-hmm. dewar will probably right. play fourth line center for a while like it, it's just guys that are just ahead of him and if he really wants to play center and not go on the wing at all um, because I feel like this team could have kind of kept him on the wing. Um, and then again, but also on the wing, he probably wouldn't have a very lengthy time because I think they like Adam Beckman more. And they're, even though they're probably losing Kevin Fiala in the summer, you have, yeah, you have your Beckmans, you have um, your other players coming through. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I understand from his point of view that if he wants to play, a good amount of minutes than teams that have kind of a hole at center, like Montreal or even Arizona um, where they have a hole everywhere. Um, then it just makes sense to be there and kind of show his point. So then he gets paid more. Like, it's just, I guess it's just easy. Like yeah. That. that makes sense. I think for me. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess we'll just see, see what ends up happening. Do you think they'll get a second though? I don't know. Like it might. I know Darren Dreger said like maybe even they'll get more now because if McBain's playing this year, and if it's right, so like if it's a second, that's fine. It's kind of boring for me. I kind of want a, a prospect just to have a name associated with it and not wait for like to see a right. return. Like I would love a Dylan Strom and- trade because it just makes sense that like to try out like Strom's been playing with DeBrincat and Kane on the top line for the Blackhawks and playing really yeah. well. So I yeah. feel like he's just like such a natural, like try him out with Carrillo and Zuccarello just for now. Like I, I feel like yeah. it just makes sense. And if it doesn't work out, then like you basically traded like a prospect that wasn't going to sign for a player, a former right. second overall pick, second or third, 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 third. Yeah. Um, third overall pick that is whatever. Like, and if it doesn't work out, then you can just let him go. Yeah. Like my. My other question that I had for you was just around Philip Johansson. I I know I know of him. I know that yeah. um, anytime I've ever played as the Wild in uh, franchise mode, yeah. they have this former first over or first round pick who's only like fifty seven overall. So I always yeah. trade him. Yeah. Um, his value what, doesn't. So, yeah. So what's lie. what's his what's his deal like? I, I, and I'm not. Uh, You're not being physician. I'm actually gonna have to do. No, no, no. I'm not at all. But I also recognize that I, I actually don't know how this process works. Um, so if they don't sign him, which yeah. it sounds like they're not going to, 
Um, does he just get at least there a pick that gets divvied up to them um, because they didn't re-sign him? Like walk me through yeah. why he's so bad <laughs> and then walk me through um, well, how they get yeah. this pick and where does the pick land? Like, how does that shit work? I have no idea. So with draft rights, they have four years to tra- to sign or provide a decent offer because that's yes. how they kept Kirill and stuff like still in the in their rights because they tried to sign him. They right. have they have to provide a decent offer or anything like that to to keep their rights. Because a player can right. say, "No, I want to stay in Europe," but then they still have NHL rights because until they're twenty seven, because a team has actually offered them. The Wilds haven't offered him a contract. Um, and he's twenty one. He was drafted. 24th overall in 2018 and because he's a first round pick also that they will basically get another pick um, because they didn't offer offer him a full round later. So wherever it rounds, it ends up, they'll get whatever the, I guess the 24th pick in the second round. The 24th pick in the second round. Okay. (laughs) So whatever that is. And does that just mean that the other teams would then their pick would go back? We'd like, go back, go yeah. back by one pick. Yeah, really. It's like okay, Arizona. That's like Arizona last year, how they had to forfeit. Right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. I as you were talking about it, I like I knew that they hadn't signed him, and I knew that it was like a bit of a gaff on the drafting the the, the team that drafted him, um, or rather, not Minnesota as the All team, but like the yeah. scouting team. Um, but I wasn't like totally sure how that works. So thanks for explaining that to me. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. It, it's, it well, just doesn't happen a lot because usually players even drafted like somewhere around that level, right. like gets an offer. Like they usually, right. They usually at least get something. So uh, yeah, it, it's definitely interesting. And it happens a decent amount. I don't know if I'll have to read Russo's thing. Cause I'm trying to like piece it together. Cause I didn't really wasn't aware of this either. Like there was hints of it. Like, oh, the like the wild might get something later um for this player because they're not trying to sign him. Um right. Let me see here. Um <coughs> oh my god. Um uh, dude, do you have COVID or something? Yeah, like no, relax. No um yeah, it's it's fine. It's uh yeah, I don't know exactly how it works. That was basically the extent of my my knowledge if it's like if it's only because it's he's in the first round because i don't remember it happening later because obviously like if a player was drafted in the sixth round or whatever they're not getting another like seventh round pick yeah no one's no one's maybe it's just because they're a first round pick um that'd be my guess yeah 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 so it makes sense and like looking back at the trade so or the draft it's so bad they could have got what was his oh my god what what was what like why didn't it work out like what's what's the problem with this guy he's just not good he's drafted as like your stay at home guy like that was the like oh stay at home like in sweden to never come to the end yeah exactly yeah like he's i don't even remember if he was like um ranked that high let me see here draft rankings um like, so you'll be able to post this episode on the Hockey Wilderness feed, right? Because we've talked about the wild this entire time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Perfect. Let me see here. So I'm on. 
Sorry. Carter, I'm sorry quiet. that we're in the weeds right now. I just needed Oh, that's okay. I'm making breakfast. That was a that was, oh a, that was a very funny uh, as in stay at home and seated. <laughs> I laughed, Chris, when you Oh good. I'm glad yeah. you like that. So the consensus, the consensus I do it for you, baby. Uh, draft ranking. So like piling all like the public outlets or whatever back in 2018. He was 60th overall. That's where he was ranked. And and he was, what was he drafted 20, at 24th. Jesus Christ, Fenton. And then looking back at the draft, they could have got players like Rasmus Sandin, who was drafted later. Yeah. Uh, Neil, Neil Lundqvist, uh, Joe Valeno, Alexander Alexiev, Jonathan Bergren, um, Alexander Romanov, uh, Jesus. Scott per- Perinovich, local guy. Yeah, they didn't even draft yeah. a Minnesotan. Um, Gross. Kaylin Anderson was drafted later, obviously by Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, that's so, wild. Yeah. That's no pun intended. That it, it honestly, <coughs> though, that it, um, yeah, like I said, I just needed to ask that question because I, I had read somewhere that like they would get compensation by way of draft pick, but I've, I've never heard of like how that works. So, yeah, not only mo- is, most teams is, like sign their first rounders, that's right, <laughs> especially yeah. like even like just with the pedigree alone, but also just the fact that like, yeah, like to make something worth of your pick, like to show that it's yeah. not, it wasn't a waste, but obviously this, that was a different regime, completely different management. Um, so they're just like, yeah, we'll let this guy go and get another pick this year in a pretty good. Yeah, draft, exactly. So. Wild. Thanks buddy. I appreciate yeah. it. That's what's funny. the, uh, what's the next order of business here. Also, before you get to that Carter, what's your breakfast? <laughs> Sorry, I'm uh, you know, you. I'm, I'm just not paying some veggies, Ve- <laughs> veggies and potatoes, and putting it in a wrap. So I got like a mushroom, oh. like a bell pepper, like a red onion. I'm just chopping up some rest, oh. some rustics right now to, to fry up, and then it's all going in a little farmer's wrap. That sounds good. Yeah, little farmer's wrap. Hold the Hold meat. The meat. Exactly. That's a dick joke. Um, thanks, I- thanks for coming to my TED talk. Chris, I hope you get shit for forcing me to do a podcast while I have COVID, even though I, I was going to say it. forcing. Okay, listen. Yeah, <laughs> forcing is. I was going to say, Tom, it's, it's like it's like your wet dream to get up at nine a.m. and talk about fucking trades in the wild. So. I know. <laughs> hey, at eleven, I'm actually watching F1. Okay. Don't do that. Oh, you're an F1 guy now. My family is. They, we have a fa- we have a family uh, F1 fantasy t- like league. <laughs> do you actually? I yeah. didn't know that you were like my, super into it. My little sister, funny. my little sister, like got so into it. Because also, her, oh, because the Netflix show. It. Yeah, I think so. But then also, her boyfriend's like has been into it forever. Um, oh, okay, That's so like cool. it just it only helps, and then and then like my parents have gone into it because because of that because it's something to talk about or whatever. And I'm, well, yeah, I just I like love the idea of like Graham just like sitting down and like just ripping some F one. Yeah. Hey, we did when we, when Emily, Emily and I lived at their house. We we would get up Sunday mornings and watch F one. Wow. seriously, like, Graham yeah. ripping his Modelo dark. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, God bless him. I do, <coughs> I do miss, Ugh. I do miss Graham. Yeah, do uh, miss we'll have Graham. we'll have a we'll have a barbecue in Mippy. I would love that. Oh, I would love that. Truly, he does all his the, uh, all the boys and gals. 
Yeah, I think I think he wants to put on like that backyard concert. Oh, okay. Because they have that. Like, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though it'll be it'll we be can, cool. We can put together um, a dream band for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just uh, do, we'll just go and we'll play Blink One Eighty Two covers, but like folk versions. Like, uh, fuck, what's yeah. that guy's name? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Know. Whatever. I could do like. Do you want me to do like my folk voice, like for the songs yeah. that we would do? Yeah, I actually have to I piss took her out. It was a Friday night. I walked alone to get the feeling right. We started making out. She took off my pants. Then I turned on the TV. Oh, this is on that big, huge yeah. upright bed. Not bad, eh? Yeah, Thomas is just ripping like the Mark Hoppus like bass licks on the stand up bass. And then we just like end the set with I miss you and, and Thomas has to sing. Cause I'd be like the the Tom DeLong in this situation. Um that would make you Travis Barker though, Carter, which is good news for you, dude. She's like with a Karda or he's with a Kardashian now. Say, so it makes sense. That's like your dream scenario, I think. So. Yeah, with the oldest one. Oh just my god. Make sure they're wise. Courtney, yeah. I'm more of a Chloe guy myself, but I, yeah, I talk get about it. a comeback, right? Seriously. Oh my oh god. god. Okay. Are you okay, Thomas? You sound like we should end this so that you can like blow your nose or something. No, it's okay. Let's go. Uh, let's do some predictions for these uh, available players. Okay. Let's just, uh, use, just a list couple, them off. and then uh, yeah, we'll do. Uh, then we'll shut her down. The, the trade bait. Um, okay. Mark Giordano. Go ahead. Leaves. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It's it, it'd be funny. It'd be nice. I, Why I would it be that... funny? Because <coughs> I don't know, an old guy. Um <laughs> hey, Trevor's Trevor Trevor Story just signed a six-year contract with the Red Sox for yeah. 140 mil. I know I saw. Uh big baseball guy. It's a lot of dough. Yeah, big baseball guy. No, that's Thomas. I only get into baseball <laughs> for a couple of weeks every year. The transactions, they get you. They're like, oh, I was going to say, then I didn't watch like the weather. Like the Jays were, yeah. No, sorry, I was going to say, it's like when the weather goes from like, from from winter to, to spring and you don't know what to do outside. It's it's like when, when you just need to be <laughs> when hockey goes from like 60 games to playoffs and you don't know what to do with yourself. That's when Chris gets into seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Into baseball. Transactions in You're any also- sport, like get, <laughs> like you could. I didn't watch it's the Jays true. at all. Like basically, not a whole lot last year, even though they're like really good. But and then like I was super stoked for like trades and whatever <laughs> and rumors and that's what gets you. You're just like, oh man, nature is healing. Chris is following baseball again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's like daylight savings time. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god. But I don't know. The the thing is, is I like want to love baseball so yeah. much, but there's just a part of me that never feels like I could give it even half of the attention that hockey has yeah. in my life. So I just don't bother. Yeah. Like you have to be Anyways. full in, like both feet in kind of into it something. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's exactly it. And then you see me like wheeling <laughs> around, like with oh all the, God. like loving all the prospects. <laughs> Like I'm yeah. If you want to, like if you want to talk about prospects, like baseball, yeah. and sport. Chris, Chris is gonna fall in love with guys that'll never even crack triple A ball. Yeah, yeah they're exactly. like, oh yeah, 
been following this guy on the Vancouver Blue Jays. Um, you guys would love him, honestly. <laughs> I'm like TJ Zilake all the time. Um, okay. Okay. Let's keep uh, moving. Next He's player, nice. Mark Andre Fleury. Ooh. Ooh. Wild. Wild would be crazy. <laughs> I. I I, 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 I literally so much. I dreamt when I was lying in bed and I was like, I my alarm woke uh, up. It was for it was foretold in the prophecy on this. I I dreamt I dreamt of a, a flurry and strom package, both of the wilds. For like wow, I would Talbot, do that for you. Talbot, Kaylin Addison, and like a second. Oh, wow. And honestly, I would do that. It's fine. Wait, say that again. For okay. who? Flurry and Strom. Yeah. For Came Talbot because you okay. had to trade a goaltender. You'd have to get rid of Talbot for sure. Yeah. Uh, Kalen Addison, who they're not playing anyways, yeah. and a second right. round pick this year. I'd probably do that. Yeah. Probably Maybe Jack McCain too. Whatever. Um, okay. <laughs> Just to throw in. Yeah. Ricard Raquel. You think he gets mm. moved? I feel like if Anaheim's kind of pulling all the punches, I feel like he gets moved. I feel like there's a situation where the Leafs could get him um, because he's been linked to the Leafs for like a decade. It feels like, yeah. Um, he, was good. he was on the same line with Kasha before. Yeah. Kasha's in yeah. There, but... So I, th- I think that that could be interesting. Um, I, I'm, but I think if the Leafs get Jordano, that's probably the big move that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, they need a would... forward though. They need to add a forward. I feel like they the definitely Leafs. do. I agree, and it doesn't look like they're going to get Marc Andre Fleury um, based on that that tweet that um, Dreger had yesterday. Did you guys oh, see that? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. The the proposed deal. Let me pull it up. So it would have been, yeah. <clears throat> I think it was Hagel and Marc Andre Fleury to the Leafs for yep. Mrazek, Matthew Nyes, who's like our top prospect right and now. Two firsts. And two firsts. Wow. I wonder if, if Mrazek's going to get traded to the Moon and stay there. I'd love that. He's, I've I never witnessed more of a tire fire than fucking Morazic. He, but he's always he's been so like that. Bad. That's it's what crazy. I mean, though. Like, I don't know how he keeps cracking. Like, play anybody. Put in Detroit. It was like you're seeing Hasek, but then like not. Yeah. Like Hasek's movements are like Tim Thomas, but not saving yeah, put, goals. Put a fucking jersey in the net. Yeah. Uh, like over Morazic. Yeah. Also, he's. He's like a defenseman because he doesn't spend any time in his fucking exactly. crease, which just <laughs> kills me. And whoever just said the thing about Hasek is so yeah. true. Where like we celebrate all these goalies that have this like erratic play style, well, but then when it doesn't work, know, it's just like. But yeah, when it doesn't work, it's just like it was like when Pilar was yeah. with the Jays and he was making all these amazing catches. And I think we even spoke about it. Yeah, because he was always out of, out of position. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the worst position yeah, in the outfield. Okay, that's um, Kevin Pilar, eh? Just so you guys know, I, I yeah, know. Yeah, um, Superman. Um, <laughs> Superman. Nick Nick Paul. I want him to stay with the Senators. Me too. I love Nick Paul. I think him on a contender is is great. Like a probably like more like a third third uh, line center. Yeah. Uh, or or fourth line potentially. I don't know if he would crack a top six on a contending yeah, no, team. No, but no, no, no. But yep. there's a part of me that wants to see him stay in Ottawa, just because that's like the type of guy that that you want on your team. I yeah. think. Yeah, you move out. Uh, you move out of Chris Tierney before you move out of Nick Paul. Yes, agreed. A, a million percent, I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'd see if he does get moved, I could see someone like uh, I don't know. Let me see the standings here. Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Raquel was the guy I was gonna say could go to the Rangers as yeah, well. Rangers I know gonna, Raquel, Rangers but... haven't added anything. Yeah, That's the thing. things Rangers are gonna be big in the next twenty four hours or something. Um, yeah, agreed. Okay. Um, next dude, um, Jake DeBrusque. Cool. I thought he might have been in the Lindholm trade, but yeah. Yeah, so did I actually. I I could see him going to maybe a team in the Western Conference. Like, do you think do you think Boston keeps him just because like they're he's basically moving out because like he requested a trade because he's not yeah. playing high in the lineup and he's gonna be a U an RFA. And so his think... and his qualifying offers <coughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's like five or something. Um so do you think he moves or if he's like moves more in the summer? Because if like, if boss as well, like you're still producing. That's what I mean. Still, I don't, I don't think like he's a, a, I don't think he's a deadline trade. I think he's a summer move. Yeah. Like he's still an asset to his yeah. team. Like he can still score and stuff. Like, and if boss is going, that's what him, I mean. He's a playoff guy too. So, yeah, so that's like, true. so you just wait on that and it's not like he's a pending free agent. You'll get nothing. For yeah. Him. So um, yeah, I feel like yeah. that's a, kind of move um i i don't yeah okay I'm, I'm with you another um hellish winger um tyler bertuzzi Ooh. he's been kind of in the rumors a lot recently no can we'll get him because he he's not vaccinated right yeah no one in canada yeah no team in canada. no one in canada but that's awesome. um what do you think carter Aside from the vaccination i think he's an amazing hockey player, like when he's healthy and when he's in the lineup. Oh, he's, I think he's, uh, yeah, like he's, agreed. He's yeah, he's got the he still carries the Mem Cup mentality, like in the NHL, like he's just a rock star. And so, yeah, he um, really is. I don't know where it makes sense for him. Like, it would, like, it'd be exciting, like maybe mm-hmm. Florida because they're all fucking kooks and the Panthers are yeah. like making big moves and he's that exciting, like gritty hockey player that like really doesn't care who's in front of him. So maybe for maybe he's the asset for Florida to get them across the line, the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Maybe LA. Yeah. Oh yeah. LA would be. LA a makes a move. And it's a, it's a longer term deal. Like he has another year on his contract. Yeah. Um, LA would be cool. And uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> so that seems like a move for like an up and coming mm-hmm. team. Rather than like yeah, a team I'm, that's kind of going yeah, for it, right? Yeah, he, well, he could fit. Yeah, he could fit with both, right? Actually. Like it's like he he, he yeah. his, his yeah, style exactly. of play. He can be in a right now impact, but he can also be a longevity thing. Oh, and he could play anywhere. He could be your top line guy if you yeah. want. Yeah. Oh, he definitely could. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> okay. You. Nick Letty. Oh God. Um. Nick Letty is an interesting one. Um, same with Calvin DeHaan um, for me. Like, yeah, I, you I, could kind of pair them together. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I want to say, like, L.A., actually, to be quite honest with you. Or, like, maybe Calgary, like a team that's looking to kind of shore up their their D a little yeah. bit more. Uh, if I think about contenders, maybe Carolina as well, I could potentially see because they've been bandied about as someone who wants to get their uh, Letty's right-handed, right? Left. 
He plays on the right. He's a lefty. And so, okay, that's maybe what I'm thinking. Um, they're looking for somebody to play on the right hand side. Um, and Calvin, like, who do you think is worth more? Probably Letty, right? Letty's been around longer. Dehan's younger. Yeah. Dehan's younger. Yeah. It's it's, it's hard to say, but I I don't know. It, it's I feel like they're gonna, the like the sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I just completely interrupted you. You can go ahead. No, 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 dude. I do no, it too no, no. all the time. No, you go back. ahead. No. You go ahead. I honestly don't have it. I don't have a thought on this, dude. I don't know. I'm thinking LA probably. That's just our safety net. <laughs> or maybe. <laughs> well, yeah, teams that want to go for it, but like be safe with it so they get all these lower yeah. guys, you know? That's kind of the way I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, on the other end of uh, lower end guys, and I guess LA has been rumored with this guy too, but Jacob Chikrin. You think he oh, yeah. at the deadline? Mm. Uh, I, he's definitely going to move. I think yeah. things have probably been like a little bit quieter on him since uh, you know since the injury. I wonder if the cost of acquisition for a guy like Chikrin is going to be as crazy as it is. Um, like let's use like Lindholm as an example, right? Mm. I think Giordano is probably going to cost you the least amount between those three guys. Now that we know what the market is for Lindholm, yeah. do oh, you yeah. think that Ch- that Chikrin demands something similar to what um, Lindholm? I think it'll be more. Chikrin's I think it could be more had a, too. Had yeah. a higher ceiling already. Like he's already had a better season than Lindholm ever has. Yeah. And, and he's only twenty three. And yeah, the comes what? 20, three, three more 28. seasons. <clears throat> yeah. Three more seasons at 4.6 mil. Like he's so cheap. Like if I was Florida, yeah. I would have taken what I paid for for uh Sherrod, Yeah. Added another added the first that I got, or maybe added like honestly, added someone like Sam Waskevich or like or Denisenko, Heponiemi. Added prospects because they have enough. Justin Sordif. Um like they have enough prospects, just add whoever Arizona wants and then get Chikrin. It really extends your lifespan. And like a Chikrin Ekblad top pairing, like yeah. holy fuck. Even like we he's also we, from Florida too, yeah, which is kind of cool. There you go. I, I know. And I think rumored around Chikrin was LA, Boston, they're probably not in it, and then uh St. Louis, I think, too. So that'd be interesting. I feel like he it, I feel like it's a summer move. Cause yeah. Yeah, I don't think that happens because they're they're really trying to pry away a crazy uh, crazy package, and that's probably more available for teams that and more teams will be kind of willing to trade that. I feel like in the mm-hmm. summer, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe it's maybe it's Minnesota because Goligoski is not going to resign, and then. Uh, and dump and do you think Dallas they move Goligoski? Probably not, right? At the deadline, he has a yeah. full, he has a full no move. Mm-hmm. Okay, so probably. But not. The, but the thing is that like at the beginning of the season, it was basically a handshake deal that he's going to get extended at a lower cap hit. So he signed a one year five mil, and it was like not it's not what he's worth. But then it's like they have obviously the cap room because of Suter and Parise, and then that you get extended later but then they've kind of been disappointed with them so they're not even gonna do that anymore um that's so they, crazy so they have a room like next to spurgeon which i don't know who yeah. will play up like maybe lambo surprises people that'd be kind of cool um yeah 
yeah anyways uh max domi he's been a lot he's been rumored more and more and i think elliot said last night fuck he said one team i think it was winnipeg washington said washington. Oh, washington he said washington yeah. washington yeah yeah that'd be a good fit that'd be interesting there's two there's two people that I would just love to see on the Leafs for nostalgia, um, <laughs> or at least one of them for nostalgia. I'd love to see Max Domi play on the Leafs. He's already yeah. said how much he hates the Leafs, though. When he's in Montreal, yeah, I know, stuff, but that's just like that's posturing. Guess, but yeah, that's no, I posturing. I know. Like he he could come to the Leafs. He could like I don't know. There's just a part of me that thinks it's going to happen at some point or another, right? Um. But Washington makes sense. Like, I could see him playing on Washington. I could see him playing um, on a, a team that could, like, kind of benefit from his – like, he's he's had a good season. You guys have obviously seen the video of him, like, ripping those oh, shots, he's a great shot. which is, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. one of my favorite videos of the last few years. Yeah. He, he's uh, definitely um, kind of what I feel like the Leafs kind of need, though, this season also. Like, he's strictly offensive. Like, his defense him- is so fucking bad. Yeah. But like Leafs yeah. need depth offense. Like they're not scoring. Like Engvall's not fucking scoring. He, he's the guy that I could see on the Rangers. I, I could also yeah, see him on like St. Louis. I could him on New York. I feel like oh my Pittsburgh God. as well is another team that I could see him on. He'd be pulling. He'd be pulling Sean Avery's and, and <laughs> kicking homeless people. He saw Sean Avery uh, signing yeah. a fucking contract. Yeah, fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, we're talking about that. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, Max Domi. I feel like it could go anywhere. Like they'll probably, if he goes to a contender, they probably need a broker because he's a pending they free would, agent. Yeah. But he his cap is five point three. Yeah. Like they probably need a, a third team involved. I'm not sure if you had him as somebody you wanted to talk about, but somebody who I've been like drooling over for the Leafs, um, which I don't know if the cap could work, is Andrew Cop. Mm. Yeah, he'd be. I feel like he's a perfect third line center for like every single like perfect, 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 perfect. And it doesn't sound like he's going to be sticking around with Winnipeg. Mm. So I like. I mean, that would be like my pie in the sky kind of hope and wish. Um, I I obviously doubt it's going to happen, but that would be my uh, that would be my my one for sure. Mm. Um. Probably going to end up in Boston. Let me my luck. I'm moving past Jacob Milton because that's not really like exciting. He's an RFA. He's a 26 year old defenseman. I think someone literally just tweeted up Pierre. Tin calls of him, but unless someone pays a price, he's probably going to be staying in San Jose. It's fine. The price is ridiculous. A second round pick for a guy who's had like a good season (laughs) this year. Yeah, because he's. I've never. I've literally. I always thought whenever I I was watching Sharks game and they said Milton, I thought it was Keaton. Because yeah. I'm, I'm he plays in Chicago's and, system so I now, I think, I right? Probably. Um, okay, Justin. You should Braun. probably know that, Mister Managing Editor. <laughs> Justin Braun. <laughs> Leafs. Leafs. <laughs> if they don't get Giordano, they'll be getting Braun. Even. He's, do you think they'll get both? Potentially, his cap know. hit's not crazy expensive, but he's yeah, he's like cool. the perfect bottom bottom pairing guy i think and they're yeah. gonna get rid of dermot like that's a done deal as far as Hon- I'm concerned. yeah honestly i was talking in like the flyers chat and stuff like i would take i would take dermot and like a third for Braun easy like yeah. it, it, Braun has been played really really well and he's been playing on the first five minutes in philly this year just because alice so, has been injured and marissa line has been on the second pairing but 
for people that don't know Braun super well, what yeah. do you think he brings to the lineup? Um, penalty kill, kill all the penalties. Um, and he's just a very stable kind of guy. He's not the most like he doesn't move super well. Um, his lateral movement's a little bit of an issue, but like straight ahead, he's fine sometimes. Um, but he's just like he's just a guy. Like I feel like that has has been so experienced and is also a playoff guy too. Like with his years in San Jose, going to the finals. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and he's playing. He was playing top line minutes with them, or like second pairing, I think. Um, yeah, second pair, yeah. Yeah, so like he's just very, very good and very solid. Like I don't think you'll really get a lot of like flack for him. Like I think I'd rather go Braun than Giordano. Like Giordano's not played super well in Seattle when he doesn't have TJ Brody next to him in Cal- from Calgary. Um, well, that won't be a problem with the Leafs. Though. Oh, okay, there you go. But uh, yeah, I think Braun's kind of the move for the Leafs. And if it's, I th- I feel like if I'm Philadelphia, then. I would target Dermot as a return because they just need any defenseman. Like they're they're gonna they're gonna be without Braun, Yandel, potentially Provorov this like after going into next season. So they have Sandheim, Ristolainen, and like no one else. And, <laughs> and, Ryan, and, Ryan, and the, in the corpse of Ryan Ellis. Like they, they, they I feel like Dermot would play top four minutes and not look out of place in Philadelphia. This is gonna sound really awful, and I don't mean it to, but do you think there's a chance that um, Ryan Ellis just becomes one of these guys that's on LTIR for the back half of his career? Just given Real. everything that's 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 the worry. That's the that's the thing. Because if he can't, and the thing, the worrisome is this season was that he was always rumored as like coming back, and then he'd re-injure something in practice, and coming back and right. re-injure something. Like it's not that like it's one injury that one surgery it's can solve. Consecutive. It's basically yeah. like he's made out of glass and one little puck and whatever kind of tears his Jeez. career but yeah it sucks because he's so good That's he's like awful. he could be on his day he was one of the best events in the league um, oh yeah absolutely all day long okay. yeah next is john klingberg oh he's not going anywhere dallas yeah, no. uh colin miller they'll mm, get boot for sure miller yeah he's, he's had a really good I don't season know. he's had a really good season for buffalo yeah i don't know Washington, maybe, maybe, yeah, we'll maybe. See. I could also maybe see him going back to Vegas. To be honest with you, yeah, he was quite good for the Golden Knights yeah. once upon a time ago. Um, yeah, or yeah, Nashville, maybe. They've Ben Harper playing big. They've Ben Harper on their blue line right now. We we love Ben Harper. Uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, okay. Uh, let's get past Connor Garland. I feel like this will be our last one, but uh, yeah. Connor Any Garland. team that gets him is going to be psyched. Yeah, and honestly. rumor right now is LA. No. Yeah. Rumors. I know. To, to Carter's point, LA is just kind of like our fallback, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's LA, LA baby. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Actual last one because this uh, affects Carter. Um, Aturi Lekkonen. <laughs> I- yeah, <laughs> where do you, where do you want to see him go, Carter? Um, I don't know. I, 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 L.A. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't know where. He, like, it's maybe. Fuck, I don't know. I really don't know where he fits. L.A. Maybe, maybe? L.A. But yeah, he's a. It's funny, Montreal. <laughs> like over these past few years, have just like made a system where the guys fit 
just in Montreal and it's hard to like see like how they would produce anywhere else and so it's like I wonder where where he slots right because he's had to wear so many hats for Montreal over the years yeah was he ever paired with uh Phil Deneau I can't remember if he's played. I think he played with Deneau mm. last year in the playoff like last year like when we were down to the Leafs there was just like the, there's line shuffles going everywhere right I can't remember if he stayed with Deneau or not yeah. But yeah, LA would be that could just be because Ducharme is a bad coach. Yeah, that though, could be <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. Luckin's interesting. We're... I feel like it's Nashville, maybe. Nashville oh, yeah. Rangers, maybe. Yeah, just yeah, if they don't get just uh... the European invasion in uh in New York. Yeah. Okay, Let me look the, at the uh... last I'm just trying the to look last, at last one, Thomas, while you're pulling this up. The yeah, last yeah. last one is going to be um, if Philip Forsberg does get traded, where does he go? Oh, yeah. Because that was bandied about last night in the sense that if he can't, um, if Poyle can't resign him, where does he go? And I think that he goes. To yeah, I was just Rangers. about to say Rangers make complete Fuck. sense for Forsberg. Yeah. 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 Honestly. All day long. Do you think Pittsburgh si- got- like, adds anyone? Sorry. I, I'm... Uh, Let's talk about no. Forsberg to the Rangers first. I, I, well, I'll let you finish your thought, but I don't think it's going to happen. They don't have any cap yeah. space. And I just, I can't see them tinkering with what they like, got. What has already been such a good, good little team they've got built up yeah. there. Yeah. Well, there's the rumor with uh, Marino going to Vancouver. Yeah, I feel like maybe. that's a summer thing, maybe. How much does Marino make? I think he has that long ass deal. Yeah. Uh, it'd be funny, like Marino for Garland. Just like. Um, well, they, that's that's what they've been talking about. Yeah, Marino's making 4.4. Marino's making 4.4 for the next five years. They'd have to sweeten it up, though, quite a bit, I feel like. No? For what? To get Garland? Yeah. They'd have yeah. to add someone. Yeah, else. that's what I mean. They'd have to. Yeah, there's no, there's no way that they wouldn't. It feels like okay, yeah. Anyways, let's uh, yeah, let's wrap up. There's a lot Shut of her down. Yeah, let's get this out early. You've just had enough. I was gonna say, you've heard yeah. it here first. We're all gonna be right. <laughs> well, if we can get this podcast up in the next hour, yeah, we will be right on all of them. And Thomas, you won't even really have to do much editing because Carter didn't use any bad words. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I know Carter didn't like shit talk members of Toronto. Media oh or my anything, god, or? I. I I did, yeah. I did at the start when I talked about them selling their soul. Okay. Uh, whatever. Anyways, that's fine. We'll get it all out of our system. Sorry, boys. Oh, you, my God. You know, well, guys, world. I... <laughs> I know. That's what we love about you. You're, I was going to say you're a real meat and potatoes guy, but you're really just like a bell pepper potatoes guy. Yeah, a stuffed bell pepper of Cuba guy. <laughs> love that. Love that for him. Um, okay. Well, let's, let's wrap it up, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we should do this again next Sunday. Sunday seems to be like the best day for us yeah, to record. Hundred percent. Like. I mean, yeah, yeah. Sunday uh, sounds good. Yeah. Could we do two weeks in a row, or would that like that's break the algorithm? Let's fucking do it. <laughs> let's do it, boys. No, I might have right, long COVID, well, so that's. I mean, <laughs> bad for you, but good for the podcast. I guess <laughs> I don't know. But Thomas getting COVID was the best Anyways. thing ever happened to Hosers. Yeah, yeah. I'm really a lot of people again, have been asking. 
I'm not gone for two months. <laughs> what brought us back? Thomas getting COVID probably. <laughs> yeah. I'm just too busy. I'm a, I'm a jet setter. Um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. And again, I'm sorry. I want to apologize to anyone that's still listening. Um, we're coughing basically throughout the whole podcast. Cause I'm not editing that out. Cause that'll be a pain. Oh, and you shouldn't. This is the yeah. way that we're living right now. And listen, okay. as long as you're, as long as you're in good health, um this is this is good uh, it's all i could hope for any of my boys is that everybody's feeling healthy yeah I'm, but uh, anyways yeah. let's let's shut her down bud okay follow the podcast uh, uh, take off hosers on twitter um read read hockey wilderness and mile high hockey club yeah, and broad street hockey, mile high yahoo sports yeah and, yeah yeah all okay. those things um Okay, um, bye guys. I love you guys a lot. Bye. This has been fun.